0: Whether you are chalishing for chalas or wanting to brai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Hi and welcome on this Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had wonderful chagim and it treated you well. And we're doing so well with COVID in the country. Let's keep it that way. Um, you know, remember... As always, I'm um, very pro-masking um, vaccines. I always have been. If you're having visitors, once again, I will go through the rules for that. It's uh, separate families at separate tables, masking until you're eating, um, disposable platters, disposable plates, all of that kind of thing. You are listening to Adrian Bugatti, And this, is, of course, is the Essence Ressence Show on HIFM 101.9. So once again, I'm going to say if you have any suggestions, tips or informations on cooking and food that you would like to share, please send us a message. You can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 150. You can send us a telegram message 0618951019 or email on air at highfm.com. You can also reach out via Twitter and the handle is at highfm or Facebook. And our Facebook page is 101.9 High fm And today I want to introduce you to a very special guest, somebody I've known for a very long time and who we're talking about something a little different, something that I have no idea. Well, I've never tried and not planning to, I hope. And Andy Glexman, welcome to my show And we are talking about gluten free. So welcome.
1: Hi Adrian. It's so great to, to chat to you as always. I always love seeing you in all in the shop. So instead (laughs) of, you know, having the conversation in between the aisles and amongst all the frozen goods, it's great to actually talk to you. On the radio.
0: (laughs) So it's great to be able to sit and have a conversation. One day we will be able to go back in studio when this horrible COVID thing is gone. But in the meantime, thank you for Zoom. Gluten-free. All I know about gluten-free, and I mean, I I think I know more than most, and that is
1: gluten-free is absolutely no wheat product. Am I right? So that is true, but there's a lot more to it. Yeah. So gluten is actually, it's a protein. I wish it was that simple. <laughs> gluten is actually a protein that's found in not only wheat, but in rye, barley, oats and spelt. So if you're looking at the five grains, then that, that is where the gluten is found. Interestingly enough, oats is naturally gluten free. So it shouldn't really be included within um, that category but unfortunately what happens is there's cross-contamination with oats so either it's grown with other grains that are glutinous as we call them in the house Mm -hmm. or when oats are stored they can they can be cross-contamination so basically it's wheat barley rice and oats because of cross-contamination so that's where what the basic idea is
0: yeah i always thought rye was one of the few that people could have I don't know because I see all these people looking for spelt breads and spelt colors and you know I know that rye bread that we make and eat is a mixture of rye flour and wheat flour together the ones that you buy in the shop Um I've never actually ever seen a pure rye bread but um so I also always thought oats was strictly gluten-free you know I just thought that was you know to me that made sense in my head so You're strictly gluten-free at home for family members. And how do you go about it? How do
1: you – I mean, I couldn't live without my pasta. So um, you know what? When one first um, realizes a family member has to be gluten-free, it is a bit of a shock to the system, but there's no choice. Because when somebody genuinely has to be gluten-free, they feel – they really do not feel well when they eat gluten. So one needs to, I believe, in doing homework, one's homework. Mm. You know, Hashem makes us do our hishtadlus, in other words, put in our effort, use our brains, and actually – Ask doctors questions yes. and find out there's so many, so much information out there. Of course, Dr. Google is not a doctor, mm-hmm. and one has to always <laughs> be very careful to check with a doctor. It is an, initially a shock, but once one realizes what is actually out there, I mean, at, at, the proof of the pudding is really in the eating. If you realize how many people must have gluten intolerance, gluten sensitivity or celiac, there are a lot of people out there because the products that are available on the shelves yeah. actually are showing us that it's not an uncommon thing at all. So if you look at, at first of all, there's different levels of mm-hmm. um, gluten intolerance. The, the, the lightest level, if you want to call it is gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Then it gets a bit worse with gluten intolerance yeah. and the absolute worst is celiac, which yeah. is an autoimmune condition. Apparently, I mean, ask your local orthodox doctor, but apparently it is very common for people to have gluten sensitivity and intolerance. Yes. There's also, it shouldn't be confused with wheat intolerance or wheat sensitivity or wheat allergy, because that is a separate thing. Yes, yes. Gluten intolerance is a lot worse because it will include the other grains, but um, there are a lot of products out there which weren't available even 10 years ago. Yeah. So there is a, there's a lot of information and there are a lot of products out there.
0: That that's, Yeah, I've seen that and I've bought it every now and again. When I do have somebody over who I know is gluten intolerant, what amazes me is how many spices and how many sauces that we automatically use, we don't think about it, um, that contain gluten that you wouldn't actually even think about. So when you read labels, and I'm very strict about reading labels of ingredients, for my own allergies, but when you look at how many products actually have
1: gluten, it's stuff that you would never think about. 100%. And it's actually frightening because there's so many things that you, that the normal person, the average person would not dream would be gluten intolerant. For example, modified starch. What mm-hmm. kind of starch is this? Right? In this country, very often, um, it is corn because corn grows very, um, Easily, very yeah. prolifically, if mm. I got the correct word. Yeah. Um, but also hydrolyzed vegetable protein.
0: Okay. Uh, I would known that.
1: Protein right. Exactly. So it's not just giving up bread, cake, pasta, but also sauces. as you say, pasta sauce, mm. soy sauce is a big yes, no-no. I saw that. That yeah. is a big problem. And processed foods. Yeah. Many people, you know, will eat a soya product and wouldn't think it has gluten in, but it does. What about hot dogs? And um so called um cold meat, lunch meat, big time no no. That has yeah. that has gluten in it. And things that you would never dream of, like chips. I didn't even realise that there was gluten in chips. Chips are not the chips you grew up with. I can no, tell you not that. Anymore. Day, there was no wheat in chips, there was no dairy in chips. So yeah. you can actually get quite a shock when yeah. when you find out what's in chips. What about drinks? Beer, yeah. a lot of alcoholic beverages. And, of course, cereals. When people think, oh, cornflakes, it's going to be gluten-free, that's a big mistake. Yeah. Because in cornflakes and Rice Krispies, you'll find what's called malt extract. Mm. And guess what malt comes from? Yeah. Barley. Yeah. Well, there you go. And um, some people may be able to tolerate it if they're just sensitive. But people who are intolerant will be in big trouble if they eat those regular cornflakes. And
0: I'm talking to Andy
1: Glixman today
0: about gluten and gluten-free Eating, um, carry on listening. We've got some amazing information for you. I'm learning so much already. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and we're on the Essen Fresen show, and I'm talking to Andy Glitzman all about gluten free. So we've talked about the sources and and how. The things that we don't know, the hidden gluten, if you really, celiac, is going to be a major, major issue. Whereas if you've got like a bit of a gluten intolerance,
1: you could probably eat some of the stuff. Is that right? Correct. That is true. I was actually talking to some people today who mentioned that over yont if they could have a little bit of challah or cake, but if they overdid it, they felt sick. So they are obviously gluten sensitive or gluten intolerant or somewhere in between. Mm. But another thing. That's very important to know is soup powders. Yeah, I Soup know. powders are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> They're very dangerous. The inner parmin soup powder is an absolute godsend. Thank God for that because that's um, – I'm not sure if all of them are gluten-free, but I use the chicken soup one. Mm. And are they all gluten free? They are, they, and yeah, they're
0: I very check much it. as well. Yeah, I, I do oh, fantastic!
1: Check that okay,
0: that's good to know. I I admit, when I can, I do get the one from the Maisel's one from overseas when I can get it and when I when it's in the budget because I do prefer I can use a smaller amount for the same thing because I'm allergic to monosodium glutamate. Aha. Um, uh-huh i don 't i 've got to be very careful what I buy and that 's when I became aware of how much gluten was in everything, so we were talking sources and things like for the everyday person, like for the kids for school, for breads and stuff like that. How do you go about that
1: in terms of breads? I think the best thing for that 's worked for us so Baruch Hashem, thank God whoever 's at school at the moment is not gluten. No. Intolerance. <laughs> Normal bread so will that's do. that's a cute box. Thing. <laughs> um, but in terms of breads, what I found has worked is not the bought breads. They mm. do not taste nice at all, and they cost an absolute arm and a leg. Yes. What I actually do is I, I, I make challah mm. for Shabbos, and I've got an awesome recipe to share, which I, of course, had to taste, right? to make sure it really was good, and it really, really is good. And that's got oat flour in it, which I'm going to discuss the different flours that can be used. So that is challah. Oat flour is certified gluten-free, and that can be used. Mm. But one doesn't need a hamotzi bread to take to school. So the best thing there would be a bread that is a shahakal bread. And the, the bread that my family member likes, and I've tasted it, and so have my non-gluten free family mm. members and it's utterly delicious and that is the buckwheat bread oh, okay um, it comes in a mix from mm. disc kosher world used to stock it but i haven't seen it there okay. and that buckwheat is outstanding much better than any bought um it's a mix it comes in a box and you just need to add a few things to it like eggs oil and water And it rises, and it really tastes outstanding. So for anybody wants, yeah, who whoever wants a bread that actually they want a bread that tastes good, Mm. and they can actually feel like they're eating bread again. That's what I would advise. Okay. The only thing, um, a word of warning with all gluten free stuff is: do not go gluten free if you do not have to. Yeah. Now, why do I say that? Because people think, oh, gluten, there's a lot of fads going around, all these yeah. diet fads. People think, oh, if I go gluten-free, I'm going to lose weight or I'll feel healthier. No, no you will not necessarily feel healthier. You may land up being worse off. And why? Yeah. Because a lot of the gluten-free flours are missing fibre. All
0: your, yeah, all your nutrients that, that are needed. You'd have to add yes. fibre to it. You'd have 100%. to take fibre fiber, you know, um, supplements if you were going to be gluten-free, I think will be a problem
1: vitamins like, well, yeah, um, mm. that 's another thing that's important that we should have added is that medication can have gluten in it one hundred percent vitamins can have gluten in it, mm. and they don 't all say gluten free
0: no so i no, no, can't, can't
1: presume it either okay. and by the way, marmite is also a no no for oh. those people who love it it 's okay yeah. oh my, my <laughs> I'm assuming
0: I do use it I use it as a flavoring in my stews and my soups um, when I don't have the guests who are gluten you know gluten intolerant. So I do use it. But I, I and I have one child who actually will put it on bread. Just not my thing. Not at all. <laughs> but um so so how do you do it with the colour? I mean what flour you you said you use oat flour for that and you use the buckwheat mixture for the normal weekday bread.
1: Correct. So the thing is, first, I think maybe it's a good idea to take a step back and and see what would actually be stocked in a in a gluten free closet. Should we do that? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about what you should have in your cupboard.
1: First of all, we have a gluten free closet, which is actually a good idea. Hmm. because then there can't be, you know, cross-contamination contamination, happening. Yeah. Right, as in pasta spilling or oats or cereals. So it's a good idea to have a gluten-free closet hmm. if one's got the space, of course. So first of all, people think, oh, gluten-free, and they're only thinking of carbs. But the, Hashem has created the most delicious fruits and vegetables hmm. ever. I mean, if Hashem wanted us to to have a boring life. Everything could have tasted like dry I don't know, like dry, bre- dry breads, <laughs> right? But it doesn't. So mm. people actually don't realize that gluten-free doesn't mean you're going to starve if you like your fruit and veg, yeah. right? Yeah. If. if you don't like your fruit and veg and if you're fussy about, you know, proteins as in, Clean proteins like chicken, lean beef, or, you know, stuff like tuna. And if you're not going to eat fish, right, you may be hungry if you are a pasta junkie. Mm. Then you are going to be in trouble. If you don't like, you know, the whole fruit and veg and clean diet. So that's a start. Before you stock your gluten-free closet, stock your fridge with veg. And fruit. Mm. All colors of the rainbow. Right? So yeah. that's what we do. We have lots yeah. of space for that. Now, yeah. let's go to the actual flowers. So, first of all, let you know what, before we do flowers, let's do grains. What grains are actually gluten-free? When you think of a gluten-free grain, what's the first thing that comes to rice. mind?
0: For me, 100%. Rice.
1: 100%. Rice is brilliant. And there's only so so A 100%. So mm. it's not just brown rice. There's yeah. brown rice, there's the Indian Wehani rice, there's the wild rice, there's wild and brown that's mixed with, yes, yeah, so there's so many options there, so one yeah. actually has to be creative about that too. So white rice we also keep, but I'm not very pro-white rice because it's very nutrient deficient, but there's a place for white rice as well, yeah. for those people who are uh, brown-phobic, who will only eat white <laughs> everything. So so I must I
0: flavored up. my rice with like turmeric or star anise, cardamom, um, cumin. Mm-hmm. So I do, I flavor my rice often. Um, and I use, basma, well, mostly basmati. But if I'm doing Chinese, then I'm going to do a
1: jasmine rice. So, you know. Um, wonderful. Yeah. There's a place for all of that. Mm. It's wonderful. It's not like that's the only grain you're having. Yeah. That's the whole trick. Is for us to vary the grains that we have. And a lot of us, if we write a food diary, we actually realize if we're not careful, the vast majority of our diet is guess what? Wheat. Yeah. And that is a risk mm. for, for trouble. Mm. Anyway, so the next one that we love, all of us, is quinoa. Uh, yeah. Quinoa, as you know, is a superfood. Yeah. Quinoa is delicious. And I enjoy that crunch that it has. Yeah. You know, and it's great if you stir fry some veg. Like um, you can stir fry mushrooms um, and veg and then add your quinoa. And quinoa is a powerhouse of mm-hmm. a food. It's full of protein, iron, etc., etc. Another one that a lot of people don't know about is millet. Have yes. you ever had millet? I have. I, so have. Millet, I enjoy millet. My family prefers quinoa. They'll mm-hmm. eat millet. Um, millet is actually a great substitute instead of couscous. Because couscous, as you know, is wheat. Wheat, yeah. And millet is very similar. So if you want to make... A millet salad for Shabbos mm. with all the goodies on top, like the chickpeas and the roasted veg. Millet is a great option and it's also very healthy. Another one which people don't realize is gluten free is actually buckwheat. Yeah. <laughs> one of my kids in a project in what subject is it where where you do recipes and all that stuff? I've gone blind. Oh yes. Um consumers. Yeah. Consumers. So mm-hmm. they told the teacher that buckwheat is gluten free and the teacher was like, No, it's wheat. And guess what? The teacher was wrong. Sometimes yeah. us teachers are wrong. And we have to say, Thank you, you taught me something new. Buckwheat is not gluten, it's actually a seed.
0: Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti it's all about the food I'm Adrian Bugatti and I'm talking to Andy Glicksman about gluten free diets and eating so if you have any suggestions questions tips or information on cooking and food that you would like to share please send us a message you can sms us on 34519 SMSs are charged at 1, fifty. You can send us a telegram message on 061-895-1019 or email on air at chaifm.com. You can also reach out via the Twitter handle at chaifm or on our Facebook page 101.9 chaifm. So, Andy, I wanted to talk about colours and breads and things for gluten-free. I know you can buy some stuff. They're really, really expensive. But khalas are particularly, you know, because of the brocha needed, but during the week as well for people who've got to take food to work or to school. So tell me about like how you go about making your breads, making your khalas What are you using?
1: In terms of the actual breads, at one stage we tried the bought breads, but they are extremely expensive. I think over 50 rand for some nebuch little dry loaf. And I decided, <laughs> forget it. We're yeah. not doing this. Um, one, there are recipes to make one's own breads out of rice flour or a mixture of different flours, uh, tapioca, rice, potato, but they're not they're not that great from what what I've experienced. Mm. Um, I don't like mixers. Especially not cake mixes because they're full of sugar, but the bread mix I find that works the best for during the week. Yeah, um, is the buckwheat bread mix. I can give it to you afterwards. The the details on the website. The so the truth is, if you go to discount. Yeah. The variety at Diskem is overwhelming. It's literally a treasure trove, if you want to say, of gluten-free stuff. Okay. So I like to use the buckwheat, and it's fantastic. Yeah.
0: So that's during the week for office work and school lunches, and things like that, for people who would like it. And it's Ramaham
1: Yeah, It's made from buckwheat Mm -hmm. and other flowers, which is, would be a brocha of Shehakol.
0: Okay. Um,
1: And I think the buckwheat does have more fiber than your other fiber grade
0: okay and it's
1: delicious it works out a lot cheaper than buying these tiny little dry pathetic loaves um, on the shelf and fresh out the oven it's heavenly even for people who are not gluten free and in terms of colors what I do is my family member who's gluten free had to survive through my trial and error (laughs) over the years (laughs) of making color and I he was a very chuffed with myself when i actually followed a recipe which <laughs> i will give you for the yes. most delicious gluten-free hamotzi challah. Okay, And perfect. it's absolutely delicious. Of course, I had to taste it to make sure yes. it was good. For me, following a recipe is a stretch. <laughs> I like to experiment with everything, including baking. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work so well. Yeah. But for the challah, I would highly recommend following a recipe. But like biscuits and cakes, I actually don't need to, because you get a feel for it. Often the gluten-free dough is more runny including yes. colors, so you can't make it into a loaf that you would, you know, think of. I actually make many loaves of these okay. colors, and they are absolutely delicious. Okay. So I'm going to give you that recipe. Okay, so, so people just need to get used
0: to the idea that for Shabbos, uh, there's no platted, uh gluten-free, it's uh, just a roll or like... A small roll,
1: right? So I've actually got mini a mini loaf pan. So it actually looks quite nice, okay. and it needs to look appetising. So I'll yeah. drizzle olive oil on top and put zatar and seeds. Got a whole host of things in the freezer that I put on, which not only makes it look appealing but is also healthy. So okay, yeah, nice. I enjoy making them.
0: That sounds good. Okay, and the flour so like I know potato flour, rice flour, and things like the expensive almond flour and. are are used a lot but what kind of other things would you use to make your breads your briskets and stuff besides like the buckwheat you've said because i know like there's a lot of flours that people would think would be gluten-free but are not um i specifically make a bread or not not a bread a noodle i've tried it once it was a lot of work so it won't happen again which actually wanted all the gluten so you actually made it so that it was this pure glutinous Goop, which obviously you're not going to do but like what flowers would you use if you wanted to make say you know if I suddenly decided I'm going to make gluten-free noodles because noodles in my house are a huge thing and if I need if I've got somebody who becomes
1: you know who doesn't want gluten what, what kind of flower would I use then? so they're actually surprisingly, there are many different kinds of flowers, some that are very expensive, which is very prohibitive. The almond flour is wonderful, yeah but but the price in this country is unaffordable yeah um the coconut flour is less expensive, but also you know still unaffordable, so I'll tell you what flowers there are just give you some idea and then I'll tell you what flowers and grains I keep in my house because there are plenty but very often you need a combination of them so the different flowers that are this is not an exhaustive list there are plenty more that I've left out Mm. but there's tapioca flour rice flour brown and white I haven't Mm. really found the brown I've only found the white
0: yeah Um, there's
1: a gluten-free oat flour which is available at Diskem there's a gluten-free all-purpose self-rising flour which is Fantastic, because if you want to substitute this in, like, your regular biscuit recipe or even a cake recipe, I've substituted this flour very successfully. Okay. There's polenta, yes. which you said you like to make as well. I love polenta. polenta. And polenta is much healthier than the white Millie meal, apparently. Yeah. mean um, polenta is versatile. I use it for... Where people would use cornflake crumbs, I use polenta and it's okay. delicious.
0: Mm. You know, if I'm making
1: fish, either baked or fried, I mean, it's not so healthy to fry, but once in a while, if I do, the polenta fish cakes or fish sticks will be much nicer than your breaded gluten fish sticks. They are crunchy. They are delicious. Mm-hmm. They are so Moorish. There's also yeah. corn flour, which is very good for a filler. If you're making kugel, yeah. corn meal. I'm not really sure if you can get cornmeal here so much. So I tried to get hold of masa harissa. Eventually I did find it. Um, but not so easy to find. There's chickpea flour. I'm not sure where we found it in the end. It was very hard to track down. Chickpea flour. All sorts of pulses have flowers. There's teff flour. The list goes on and on. But one actually can't overwhelm oneself with too many flowers. It also costs and one needs to know how to combine them. It, which is quite an art, but I prefer to do simple. What I like is the
0: simple. So for me, it's, it's simple. It's, um, you know, I, I'm not sure where it's, um, you know, I can't bake. So, well, not I can't. I just don't. Um, I don't bake very successfully. So, you know, gluten free, like you substitute stuff and you make your own recipes up. Now I couldn't do that. The breads and stuff, I probably would be able to. But biscuits and cakes, I'm having enough trouble with the plain floured ones. I I don't know how you manage the other stuff. <laughs> so yes. We spoke about I think we spoke yesterday when I was talking to you, we spoke about the sauces and stuff like that. So when you're making a meal at supper and things like that, like what happens so obviously you're gonna be using a lot of rice, not just white rice, uh brown rice as well. And polenta and stuff. So you've got to get quite creative with your meals so that you're not cooking like three different meals
1: every day. So I'll tell you, there are many. The truth is a lot of us do not vary our diets. Yeah. Um, a lot of us focus on the same grains, the same foods. And we don't realize a lot of those foods contain wheat. Um, so within the rice category, there are so many different kinds of rice. There's white rice, there's basmati rice, brown, there's wild, there's Indian rice, where honey rice, there's a combination of them, the wild and the brown with some pulses. Also fantastic for gluten-free, the lentils and the split peas, you know, one can get very creative with those. And quinoa is a staple as well. Quinoa can be quite expensive. One has to shop around where, you know, to find it. So we don't make that obviously every day, but at least once a week we'll have quinoa, which is a real superfood. And it's extremely versatile. I think, Kenway, you're either a
0: fan or you're not. Some of the people in my home will eat it and others will, like, not have, absolutely not happening.
1: Correct. It's a bit like Marmite. You either love it or you
0: detest it.
1: Right, marmite so, and
0: so for me marmite <laughs> is is um it's an additive for my stews and soups but i do have one person who will put it on bread uh which I, the, thought, the thought is just the
1: thought is delicious as far as i'm concerned <laughs> um and then millet discuss the difference the, the millet and the kim- Okay. But the millet is very simple. Most people haven't even heard of millet. Yes. I actually did a survey amongst my students. I'm like, who's heard of quinoa? And I had one hand go up. Yeah. Literally one hand. And I knew, yeah. you know, yeah. whose hand would go up. A lot of people don't expose their children to these grains, which are much more readily available than they used yeah. to be. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're not if you're gluten intolerant or not. Introduce children to the grains. Yeah. Let them taste the different textures. Uh, children I find are very phobic of different textures. I mean, I, I joke with some of my students that I could chase them with a banana and they'd run a mile. You know, the <laughs> banana phobia, the, the yeah. food phobia. Yeah, yeah. You know, if the, you're introduced to these gra- grains at an early age, then, yeah. you know, one's more inclined to eat them. So millet is also very healthy. You can use that instead of couscous, which, of course, is a glutinous grain. Um, Millet is extremely healthy. Buckwheat, very healthy grain as well, which is not wheat. Amaranth is another one, which is a bit expensive, but it's also very healthy. Sorghum. Which okay. is a very African food, okay. like a porridge. Yes. You know, and there's different flowers of all these grains. Well, Haltura. sorghum I know because
0: they make sorghum beer.
1: Aha! Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Is that bantu beer by any chance? Yes, it is. Well, it's something different. Bantu beer is enough to knock your socks off apparently. That's pretty much yes. Um, <laughs> so in terms of what I keep in my closet, I'm not sure if we discussed this, but so I you also were like saying to- keep that it having seal. a
0: separate cupboard for the person who is gluten intolerant or celiac or whatever, so that it's not accidentally um, you know contaminated with your um, foods and things like that, so that they can safely have especially if they've got celiac disease as opposed to just an intolerance or a sensitivity, is that there's no cross contamination if it's in a separate cupboard.
1: Okay, great all right so that's very important. Um, and we also said it's very important to stock up on, you know, delicious fruits, vegetables, keep, you know, looking for new ideas in the fruit and vegetable world. There's always new, delicious yes. things to taste.
0: There are um, new, for instance, we just had yellow kiwis, golden kiwis, they were called, for, for oh, Yansheng. Wow. And they were delicious. We had them oh, at our wow. share our call. That was amazing. Oh, uh, fantastic. fantastic. Hianu, sorry. Okay, great. Our Hianu, yeah, fantastic. it was beautiful.
1: Wow. So there's always new things coming out. We're very spoilt in that way. Yeah. Um so the main things that I keep in the gluten free cupboard are, first of all, rice cakes. And not all rice cakes are made equal. No. That's absolutely. the truth. Some things yeah. like cardboard, others are delicious. Yeah. Um so see which ones you like. There's different combinations. There's also um rice cakes that are made with um wild rice and um different seeds. So They're not all the same. Experiment. Try and see what you like. Corn cakes as well. Many different kinds of corn cakes. Mm -hmm. I'll always have, of course, the rice on handy and the quinoa on handy. Polenta is, is, has to be there for either for porridge or for breading. Gluten free pasta. I admire you for making pasta hats off to you, Adrian. but I wouldn't buy such a thing. <laughs> it's actually not that difficult you know, not? if you've got the machine. Aha, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> Even with the machine, I would not attempt it. I'm sure our bobbers made it. Hats off to them too. And they, I'm sure they didn't follow recipes either. It was a stickle of this, an eggshell of that, Yeah, I and know. a handful of that.
0: I know. My sister-in-law <laughs> once complained she was trying to learn – a recipe from my my husband's late grandmother, and she's standing there, and they starting with the recipe, and then all of a sudden she sees her grandmother add something. She goes, well, what was that? She says, well, it needed a bit of an adjustment. She says, but how much did you use? So, so yeah, <laughs> it, it, those recipes are, unfortunately, those are a lot of lost recipes. So you're the yeah. kind of person who has those recipes, though.
1: Correct. And somebody <laughs> once gave me the compliments of calling me an intuitive cook. Which I took as a huge compliment. It is. It is. So it doesn't mean it always works, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Okay, so you can actually get gluten-free granola. Sometimes I'll make my own. It's very expensive. If you look and see what's in the gluten-free granola, you don't have to toast it. You can make your own sweet-style granola by adding goji berries, of course, the gluten-free oats, different kinds of seeds like sunflower seeds. There's a really delicious mix, which I discovered at Diskem. It's actually called vanilla seed mix. It gives the granola the most delicious uh, Taste. Um, I think it's a mixture of um, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, and other different um, seeds. And you can put that into your granola, raisins, dates, um, whatever, whatever you like. Um, if you want and to get fancy, you could toast it, I suppose. You can also find gluten-free cornflakes and cornflakes and uh, rice krispies, which I've actually managed to track down at Checkers. Okay. Because if you compare, if you look at your gluten-free cereals, they yes. are very pricey. Yeah, they would be. Very, right, and, and the price <clears throat> is just insane for a tiny little nothing of a box. <clears throat> so if you look around, you can actually find. So what ingredients should not be in there? There's no malt, no malt extract. So um, I've actually found at Checkers, there's a certain brand, I think it's called Heartland, which has gluten-free cornflakes, gluten-free Rice Krispies, and they are perfectly fine and much cheaper.
0: Okay. Probably half
1: the price. So in terms of the flours, I will always keep the self-rising flour.
0: Okay, we're going to have a break quickly, and when we come back, I'm talking to Andy Glicksman today all about gluten-free And all her advice on what is gluten free and how much do we have and like that there's so much available these days that it's not necessary anymore to, um, have, you know, to struggle with this. I do promise that we're not going to be able to finish much today. Amazing conversation. So I do promise that I will have Andy back on. To talk more, she has agreed to share her beautiful Hala recipe, which we will post after the show. So thank you for that. Whether you are haing for challahs or wanting to rye or fine dine, this is Essen Freessen with Adrian Bugatti It's all about the food. You're listening to Adrian and I am chatting to Andy Glickman all about gluten free. Please, once again, if you've got any suggestions, questions, tips, or information on cooking and food that you would like to share with us, please send us a message on SMS 34519. SMSs are charged at 150. You can send us a telegram message on 061-895-1019 and then email on air at highfm.com or Twitter at highfm, and also on the Facebook page 101.9 chayfm. So Andy we're talking okay about getting the cereals so you've made your own granola and you've been able to get the cereals and stuff like that okay and we've spoken about what flowers are needed but what else is and fruit obviously fruit and vegetables and checking ingredients so those are like quite important things but what about like if you get invited out somewhere or something like that how do you deal with that?
1: Very good question first you know, we'll explain that one of us is gluten free and, you know, mm-hmm. try and invite the person to come to us rather. That's step number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, if obviously family is very good at this. My yes. mom could probably, your mom is great. Gluten, yeah. She could write a gluten free cookbook. Um, and she is the ultimate intuitive cook. When we go to her, we know that there's going to be some. You know, there's going to be delicious foods that are all gluten-free and we don't need to worry. And, of course, other family members, too. But if we go to other people, which hasn't been very common during lockdown, Obviously, yeah. then we'll explain to them, you know, what gluten-free is and, you know, convince them that really we won't be offended if we don't come. But if they <laughs> insist, then, you know, we'll, they'll often send me pictures. Can you use this and send me yeah. a picture of a spice? Can you use that? And eventually they get the hang of it. If one knows what one's doing, then it's not too complicated. But also people don't realize when you're in the habit of eating, say, your rolls and using dips at a table, people don't realize that one crumb a few crumbs go into the hummus or the matbucha or whatever it is. So we actually make sure that my family member takes it helps themselves first before yes. anybody gluten the food, <laughs> which makes a difference. Yes. They serve themselves first. Okay. And we don't need to do that because we are all extremely careful. It's second nature. Yes. But yeah. when we go out, that's what we do.
0: Okay. So that's, yeah. So, so kind of like, um, my, my, um, COVID entertaining where everything's in separate plates and, and, you know, each family gets their own thing that would be the perfect time because there would be no cross-contamination because your family would have their own bubble with their own plates and their own servings and their own everything added to it. Um, You know, I, I, I had guests recently and it quite confused them. And I said, but, you know, we're still in COVID even though, you know, the rates are down and everything. So everything's in paper plates and stuff. So that's like a, a big thing. You know, that would be something that people who – you go to or whatever, or people who invite others with celiac or other illnesses and allergies, is to have the separate servings for that person, and then everybody else can share. Um, and, you know, I think it's something that we all have to get used to. I know it's done in Israel quite a lot, is to be able to use the disposables, because I think a lot of us struggle with that is getting, you know, it's Shabbos you've got to use your fancy plates and everything but it's actually health. well at the moment with COVID, it is safer to use your disposal bills if you've got more than one family coming for a meal. 100%,
1: 100% and there's nothing to, there's nothing shemzuch about it, Yeah. you know, if it's your on-egg Shabbos and you don't you know, want to deal with the dirty plates afterwards, oh. <laughs> who's usually going to deal with him is the mum, right? Yeah. And it's great, if it's when you're Shabbos, then buy nicer plates, but do it. And it definitely, you know, I believe in sticking to the COVID rules. Yeah. You know, I'm still wearing my mask. I'm not dropping my guard at any point. No, no. And it's a mitzvah. Guarding your health is a mitzvah. It's nothing, you know, it's not optional. Yeah, it's a positive absolutely. commandment. You can't just, you know, be cavalier about it. I think
0: people are getting used to me on the show, like on these chats, telling everybody they're still COVID. I am like, you know, obviously I'm still struggling with the health Um, effects of COVID, of having COVID, you know, and as much as our numbers are down right now, we are expecting another wave. Um, Thank goodness. Hopefully the vaccines will be up and uh, the fourth wave won't be quite as severe, but, uh, you know, I think it's just, we all need to pay attention. And I think, you know, talking gluten-free and celiac disease, I think people need to not only pay attention to, Covid now that's in our head, but to other people's health requirements and to think considerately, you know, when you're inviting guests and they say, well, we can't have gluten. Um, I think a lot of people just automatically assume, okay, so no bread and no flour. So, you know, but not checking carefully your ingredients. Like we've, I think we spoke about soya sauce having gluten in it. Um, and there is, and packet soups, which for me is a big thing, is the packet soups because they all have MSG, which is my allergy. But I use the packet soups that I can find that don't have it. When I'm in a hurry or when I'm being lazy or bored, which you can't do, is I mix up the packet soup and stick that in as a gravy to cook my meat in. So, <laughs> you know, I think people need to be aware of that. Um, there are gluten-free um uh, um, what's it, um, stock available, right. which is in the Ina Palman and the Maisel's stock powders are both gluten-free. Um, but it, there's shops, we're lucky in this country, not only to be able to get so many gluten-free products, but to get so many kosher gluten-free products. I think that 100%. is huge.
1: It is huge. And if you look carefully, <laughs> you will find there are South African products. For instance, if you go to Diskem and you look on the shelf, You'll Mm. see Orgrab, which is an Australian product, Mm -hmm. very expensive. If you look next to it, you'll find Glutagon, where you'll find their flour, their rice flour, their self-rising flour, and that is a lot more reasonable. And sometimes they go on sale. So if you look for the local, local is lacquer, right? Yeah, absolutely. African products are of a very high standard, and they are much cheaper. So that makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, it does. It definitely does. So, I mean, I've made the glutagon noodles for somebody once before. And they actually, I made enough for for more than one person. And they weren't terrible at all. You know, it also depends on what sauce you're going to use. So if you're going to use a pasta sauce, people, please make your own. Um, Most pasta sauces do have gluten in them because they need to have the preservatives. And a lot of the preservatives um, are gluten-based as well um i do know that that can be an issue so you know we're going to talk to Andy again at some stage because there is just so much to learn about this gluten free um, so Andy thank you very much for coming on today coming to chat with me and not chatting with me in the aisles at the shops <laughs> which is where we tend to let me have most of our meetings Um, So, yes, Uh, Andy somehow always manages to be at the shop the same time as me, and I almost never go shopping. (laughs) I'm an online shopper. I hate shopping. So, yes, Um, so this has been great. Um, Not enough time. I could talk to you for hours about this because there's just so much to learn. And the, the thing I've noticed, and I was speaking to a professional chef, is when they get told about these special diets, it's never gone into detail. It's just they can't, you know, gluten-free. You can't have anything with gluten, but they don't learn about it. So I think whether we're an accomplished cook, um, whether you're a chef, or whether you're just starting out learning these amazing facts about gluten and not having any gluten, just it's been so helpful. So thank you, Andy, for coming online and we will definitely, hopefully, be able to do this in person when we're able to get into a studio and do it properly. It's a pleasure, Adrian, and I love
1: chatting to you, as always. Yes. And it was a lot of fun, and I always learn a lot from you, Adrian. and I love your Essence for Essen show. Thank it you. It is such you. a down-to-earth, positive, upbeat quality that just listening to you is a pleasure. And I'm not just saying it. Thank you, you really, so really are amazing, and thank you for everything you do for the community.
0: So thank you, everybody. This is Adrian Bugatti and Andy Glexman from the Essence Resence Show. You will be able to find Andy's challah uh, recipe on the website after the show, and you will be able to download the podcast if you want to listen to us again and learn some more tips and tricks. Uh, but Andy will definitely be back. Have an amazing Tuesday. Stay safe. Remember, the masks are still compulsory. And remember, there is still COVID, even if the numbers are down.